1: Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker. So originally my thought was, great, let's chat to Shag once a week-ish, we'll try to record five or six episodes a night, smash them out, we'll do that once every six weeks or so, it'll become weekly-ish, Resha's will sponsor it, we'll get some free beers and we'll host a live show every 6 to 12 to 18 months and do like live commentaries of horror films and it'll be fun and it'll be good. And what I've learned uh, with the passage of time from Shag is that we shouldn't seek success for ourselves. We should seek success for others. And so I think we're now going to offer ourselves up as a mentoring podcast, Shag. So if you're an up-and-coming horror review podcast, look, we now have enjoyed great success and happiness in our professional lives as uh, horror podcast uh, creators and co-hosts. And I think this is now just an open invitation to say, just, just get at us if you need some tips.
0: See, this is the key, right? Like, there are so many people on social media, like, right at, like from LinkedIn to TikTok, mm. who are like, I'm a business coach, or I'm a success coach. And it's like, you can't be a mentor to just general success. It, d- it just doesn't work, and especially mm. when you're not even successful, you can't be like, "Well, oh, I'm got like I'm an aspiring success coach." It's like, wow.
1: <laughs> like, I what- hope one day to enjoy success. <laughs> what
0: would I learn? What would I learn? So, yes, absolutely, we are a mentoring podcast, but mm. only if you're trying to start a horror movie aversion mm. exposure therapy podcast. Yes. We are here to help and you know teach you through our experience and from the lessons we've learned along the way, happy to guide your career as a horror, aversion, exposure therapy podcast host.
1: Yeah. And so what we will ask is that you just make a donation to FBI, I think. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to say that for anyone who needs some mentoring, just send us a screenshot of the receipt of you making a donation to FBI radio. For Australia, it's got to be over $2 to be tax deductible. Uh, and so you might want to think about that, but what I would love to see is for anyone who takes value from what we do or anyone who'd like uh, a little bit of horror mentoring or has a question for us. Uh, I'd love to see some receipts for making donations to FBIRadio.com.
0: Hey, I just have to be super clear as well. Cause we talk about FBI radio. We talk yep. about FBI a lot on this pod mm. in Australia. FBI is either a really successful community radio station based mm. in Sydney or mm. it's this weird basically like fictional entity that we see in films and the X-Files uh, that's yes. like a crazy version of the police I imagine if you live in the in America The FBI is a very real thing. So this has no affiliation (laughs) with the actual FBI. It it stands for Free Broadcast Incorporated Mm -hmm. uh, and it is an Australian community radio
1: station. And if you are in the US, for example, trying to defund the police, then there are all these funds lying around. <laughs> so send them to an Australian community radio station. I think that's a good, a good investment and indeed will be taxed. Oh, look, I don't know a lot about the US tax system, nor the Australian tax system, really. But, you know, tax deduction, I think it could be handy. I think it could be good.
0: Hey, I want to... Do give a shout out to everyone listening, everyone
1: mm. communicating with us yes. on Insta.
0: We did an episode for Abs that was Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Peach, how are you feeling about the final image from Sleepaway Camp?
1: I'm feeling more and more content. Like um, another another place we get good feedback is TikTok, and the and the and the TikTok formula for the horror the horror stories that I review there is often like everything was normal until there was a twist. <laughs> 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 and I feel like. Sleep Sleepaway Camp was very much that of like, yep, yeah, let's just retail Friday the Thirteenth, but let's have a very problematic gender issue. Close the film. And so, with the twist ending, you've talked about short stories being dumb before. We stand by that. We've talked about plays being being boring. We stand by that. But we've talked about just the raw twist being a horror trope. And I think for a horror film, you need more than just a twist at the end. And mm. I think the lesson I learned from Sleepaway Camp is. You can go down in history, obviously, for having a weird twist at the end, but is that really legend status? And as Drizzy would encourage us to ask, let's see who's still around a decade from now.
0: Well, I want to give a shout-out to our friend Aurora, who reached out a couple of weeks ago and asked, I wanted to know, and I'm just going to read your mm. message, Aurora. I hope that's cool. Mm. Um, I wanted to know if Christine is on your future app radar at all. Car emoji. It's one of my favorites. It's got everything. Stephen King, John Carpenter, and a really intense commitment to the insult shitter. <laughs> Definitely a drinking game in there somewhere. I really have wanted to do this one for a while. I'm so glad you brought this up, Aurora, because... Mm this is a cool one and Peach I think it speaks to what you need from a horror movie right now because yep. something we haven't done in a while mm. uh, besides a Stephen King story and mm. I need to be very clear about this like Stephen King is like Drake in that he's very prolific everyone remembers the hits yes. no one remembers the really shit tracks that he puts out all the time that if like if, like Drake is a very effective advertiser um, in, in contemporary advertising you measure and you move on right like you see how things perform yep. if they do well you optimise them if they don't you change and you regroup, right? Drake does the same thing. He'll drop something. If it doesn't do anything, he basically pretends it doesn't exist. It never shows up on a set list. It's basically like it never happened. Ditto with Stephen King. He's got so many books and so many stories that of course some of them kind of suck. But this 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 is, yeah, look, this is one of those ones where I'm like, fuck you, Stephen King. This is so dumb. But at the same time, it's also that horror genre we haven't done in a while where it's like, what if I took something that's not scary and made it scary.
1: Polaroid style. I'm getting getting Polaroid flashbacks. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So today we're doing a Stephen King adaptation from 1983, same year from Sleepaway Camp, uh, directed by John Carpenter of all people. So real mm. pedigree to this. Written by Stephen King, directed by John Carpenter. Music? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Music by John Carpenter as well. Like I think that's his calling card. Well,
1: it's sort of the Spooko calling card as well. Like I feel like Loop Snake or or like Maxim's vibe in in creating the very theme music for our for our, for our pod is a bit of a John Carpenter tribute.
0: Oh, completely. My, uh, you know, having worked in this industry, I know that you have to give... The horror film
1: industry, like we both do, yes. (laughs) And we get paid in donations to FBI. I agree, yes.
0: But but in the creative industries, it's like when you're briefing someone, the worst thing to do is to give a vague brief. But at the same time, you don't want to give a brief that's so prescriptive that there's no room to move. Mm. So I landed on, I basically said, look, I'd love something that evokes the experience of John Carpenter in the 80s. And the theme you've heard for the last 90 episodes mm. is the theme that he created back in the day, which I'm, I'm so proud to say is still going strong. Shout out, Andrew. So uh,
1: should I go get a resh while well? You decide what the drinking game is. So I'll be about 30 <laughs> seconds. You do that? Go for it. All right, shall I watch the preview first, then you give me the rules?
0: Let's watch the preview.
1: Sick. What's it called again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Today, we are doing Christine. Sick. Sonny, you ever owned a car before? No. I just got my license. Start her up. Her name's Christine. I like that. What do you know about that car? I know that the guy who owned the car before, Arnie, his daughter choked to death in Christine. <laughs> that car. I swear it's the car. That's Christine coming. Oh, Cherry. That's funny, you know, because I, I heard you stole. Well, after I cleaned up the broken glass, it wasn't so bad. So, what if you fix it up you know and he just comes back and does it again he won't do it again
1: so like we regularly dunk on old previews I do enjoy their lack of subtlety of, like, this is a car (laughs) that looks really nice and is haunted by the devil. And you're like, okay. (laughs) It's like, like, yeah, cool. I know what's going on. Shag, what's the drinking game? Hit me. All
0: right, all right, all right. So, you know how English is an incredibly difficult language to learn because it has so many exceptions to its rules. Yes. There are so many rules in English that are broken in every second sentence, which Mm. makes it a really difficult language to learn. In the same way, the horror formula that take something mundane and make it scary is not a perfect formula because mm. some things will never be scary. So, for example, I will never be scared of a haunted car ever in my life. So, <laughs> for a very spooko drinking game, Peach, this is for you, yes. and this is I need you to be honest here. We're going to yep. go through the synopsis for Christine from 1983, mm. and I want you to drink yep. every time you're scared by a haunted car. Okay. Okay, every time a haunted car, the <laughs> idea of a haunted car spooks you out, I want you to take a swig of that ice cold Rashes you've got. Yes,
1: Rashes does refresh.
0: So, in September 1957, at a Chrysler Corporation assembly plant in Detroit, <coughs> the hood of a newly assembled red and white 1958 Plymouth Fury, which is the car that mm. Christine is, slams down without warning and crushes the hand of a line worker inspecting its front end. Another worker climbs in to sit behind the wheel, letting the ash from his cigar fall onto the front seat. I love in the 1950s, you'd be working at a car factory and you are just smoking a cigar.
1: But I also love that it's like, oh, yeah, let's just like hang around while we're at work, just sitting in the car and looking at it and stuff.
0: At the end of the shift, the line supervisor notices the car's radio is playing music. When he opens the door to shut it off, the worker's corpse falls out onto the floor. Pete, are you drinking yet? I'm
1: thirsty right here. (laughs) I've not done any drinking so far.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay. 21 years later, in September 1978, Arnold Arnie Cunningham Mm. is an awkward and unpopular teenager in Rockbridge, California. You know what I think is really funny? Mm. I mean, people often make the generalization that everybody in Australia abbreviates every name, but... It's kind of true in the sense that no one would ever be like, it's Tom, Tommy McBarlane. You'd just be like, no, it's like you would just abbreviate the name. That doesn't, like, if I, if your name is... Or you add O to the
1: end. Yeah, it
0: doesn't, that doesn't count as a nickname. That's not a nickname. That's just another permutation of your name. Anyway, so Arnold Arnie Cunningham (laughs) is an awkward and unpopular teenager in Rockbridge, California, Mm. with only one friend, football player Dennis Gilder. I also want to stop here and be like... I am constantly amazed by how many different places there are in California. As someone who's never been there, I imagine it's just LA, but Mm. it has all these different places and town, and all these places, it's like, oh no, that's in California too, and you're like, what? Man,
1: Yosemite's in California. Like, Like, it's it's amazing.
0: What the fuck? Yep. Anyway.
1: I'm with you. I'm there.
0: Arnie's life begins to change when he buys the used dilapidated Fury from George LeBay, whose late brother Roland had originally owned it. George tells Arnie several details about the car, including its name, Christine.
1: Like I'd be like, fuck with, I'm buying a used car. I don't care what <laughs> your dead idiot brother used to call it. <laughs> Ugh, this beer is untouched.
0: Since his parents will not let him keep the car at their house, Arnie begins to what?
1: restore her Where did he get the money? Anyway.
0: No, no, because it's it's like the '80s. Cars were like five so yeah, dollars. So I've had a paper
1: run for three months. You
0: could buy a house on a paper run. Yeah. Since his parents will not let him keep the car at their house, Arnie begins to restore her at a do-it-yourself garage and junkyard owned by Will Darnell. How's that beer going?
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm the, like, like a do-it-yourself garage. <laughs>
0: So as Arnie spends more time working on the car, he discards his glasses, dresses more like a 1950s greaser, and develops an arrogant, paranoid personality.
1: Arrogant and paranoid.
0: (laughs) 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 Unbeknownst to Arnie, Dennis learns from Arnie's mother, Regina, that Roland actually committed suicide in the car. Confronted by Dennis, George admits that Roland's daughter had choked to death in the car and that his wife also committed suicide in it. George forced Roland to get rid of Christine after Roland's wife's death, but the car returned to him after three weeks. Okay, that's a bit spooky.
1: Oh, I'm still like I like I mean if if the rule is that I can only drink when scared, I think I'm I'm still having problems. I mean that is the rule. That is the rule. Yeah.
0: And I don't make the rules. (laughs) (laughs) During a football game. Dennis becomes distracted by the sight of Arnie kissing his new girlfriend, Le Cabot, in front of the now perfect Christine and is tackled, suffering a career-ending
1: injury. What? Hang on, what? So in the middle of the game? Yeah. Well, I think he's playing
0: the game. I don't know. I didn't watch this film. <laughs> no, I have seen it. I've seen it a long time ago. I just... I, okay. Aurora, I'm so sorry. I just... This is... It's been a long week. <laughs> So one of Christine's windshield wipers stops working while Arnie and Lee are on a date at a drive-in movie theatre. When he gets out to fix it, Lee begins to choke on a hamburger. The doors lock themselves, leaving Arnie unable to help her. But she frees herself and is saved when a man in a nearby car administers the
1: Heimlich manoeuvre. I thought the doors locked themselves.
0: Yeah, the doors locked... Like, Christine made Arnie get out of the car yes. and then like locked the car and yes. tried to kill his new girlfriend
1: yes and then someone administered the Heimlich manoeuvre through yeah, the locked doors
0: yeah well no no she frees herself and is saved by a man who administers the Heimlich
1: manoeuvre where's Arnie okay so Arnie's like oof lucky that guy was there
0: well he's a paranoid and <laughs> oh, arrogant a greaser.
1: Greaser. oh fuck man <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's
0: like forget about it <laughs> <laughs>
1: In Greece. he's basically in Greece. it's, awesome. it's basically
0: it's good this is why it's like how could this film be scary at all
1: I'm definitely having a sip of beer but it doesn't count as being scary uh,
0: okay yeah well that's the other dumb thing about drinking games it's like I just want to drink when I want to drink
1: exactly. like, I'm not, like, I don't
0: know like I love it how it's like you have to drink it's like it's I want like, to drink yeah it's
1: like it's it's not like it's sort of it's not quite a hobby but it's it's nice to do <laughs> I enjoy it.
0: Soon afterward, mm. school bully Buddy Rapperton, angry with Arnie over being
1: expelled... Good, good after- name. Stephen King, oof. Despite Arnie Arnold Militon or whatever his fucking name is, <laughs> like, Stephen King, one of the best namers out there.
0: Anyway, so this school bully Buddy Rapperton, mm. who's angry with Arnie over being expelled after a confrontation in shop class, mm. vandalises Christine with the help of his gang, Peter Moochie Welch, Don Vandenberg and Richie Trelawney. Now this is one of those things where watching the Kill Count, I saw this gang and because it's a film set in the 1980s, I'm pretty sure every member of this high school gang was at least in their 40s.
1: (laughs) It's so weird, isn't it? Because in Greece, like all the cast are 35 years old, as I recall. Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Devastated and determined to repair Christine, Arnie is surprised when he witnesses her quickly restore herself
1: yeah you would be pretty like fucked off i like man yeah. i just spent all this time
0: but then it turns out she's a magic car and you're yeah. like cool i'm a gracer now forget no. about <laughs> it
1: hey <laughs> i love you you're like new jersey gracer you're like sort of mafia inflected <laughs> <laughs> new jersey gracer <laughs> hey what uh, <laughs> what are we fucking a uh, thing yeah
0: Christine then seeks out the vandals, crushing Moochie in an alley. Okay, this is actually, this is the one scene where I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of scary, where he's basically, Christine is chasing this dude through an alley and the dude does the thing that you would do, which Mm. is he goes into a nook that's too narrow for Christine to come through Yep. and Christine's just right there at the front and he's like, cool, I'm safe. And then Christine just pushes, like, the sides of Christine like shred off. Like Christine destroys herself to push forward into this narrow gap uh, where he can't move. And then he's slowly crushed to death. And it's like, you think you're safe and it's like, it's not. And that is the one moment where I'm okay. like, okay, maybe a haunted magical car that turns you into a fifties greaser. Yeah. could actually be a scary thing.
1: I'll drink for that. Cause I'm like, you surely just walk on the hood and walk over the top of the car, but presumably it opens up the hood or like, you know, makes you trip and fall on your face and, Crack your Not neck. Really and, I mean, yeah.
0: none of that happens, but still. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: I'll have a sip, I'll have a sip.
0: And then Christine triggers a gas station explosion that kills Don and Richie and what? sets her on Tr- like, fire. Tri-
1: like, I feel like triggers covers, like, the, yeah, lo- like, like, the water. Yeah, like, she chases,
0: she chases the gang into a gas station, like, by crashing into a bunch of things causes a fire and then there's like a hugely cool John Carpenter-esque scene where one of them escapes and is running down the highway in the dark and Christine also escapes but Christine is completely on fire and Christine, as a car that's completely on fire, chases this guy down a road and eventually runs him over leaving him as a corpse that's burning on the highway.
1: Do you not run somewhere other than the road? I do feel like a car would be such an easy thing to avoid.
0: Hmm. And it's yeah. like there's, there's wide open space over either side. Let's
1: yeah. run on some grass. Christine will get bogged. Good night. And why is Satan conducting vengeance against some teenagers? Will <laughs> Satan give a shit?
0: After the badly burned Christine returns to Darnell's garage, garage. Darnell sits I do in like drug- that. On the
1: first take, you said garage, shag. Like, <laughs> like you're just in music mode. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> Darnell sits in the driver's seat and is crushed to death against the steering wheel when Christine pushes the seat forward. Again, it's like, even just saying the death, it's like they push the seat so far forward yeah, that it's they like, crushed the uh, classic,
1: classic stuff.
0: The next morning, Christine is back in her slot and fully repaired. State Police Detective Rudolph Junkins... Good name. Becomes suspicious of Arnie having discovered paint from Christine at the scenes of two gang members' deaths.
1: And I understand Arnie's tone would be really confrontational as well. That'd be suspicious. Like, hey, don't ask hey, me, you fucking. Hey, 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 let's get a slice of pizza pie and the <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> he does say, hey, all the time, Arnie. Hey, what do you want eh? hey, you to fucking I got your fucking thing right here. Eh? You fucking. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got your haunted car right here <laughs> And he grabs his, his crotch. Crotch all the time Hey, I got your haunted car
0: <laughs> This film sucks <laughs> However, he has no direct evidence to implicate Arnie who has an alibi Junkins either does not know or cannot believe that Christine can drive herself <laughs> I love that line <laughs>
1: Doesn't know or doesn't believe. like They're fairly different, but anyway.
0: But also, I feel like that's the sort of thing where this Wikipedia synopsis was written by someone who watched the film last year and is like, now, fuck, what happened there? <laughs> yeah,
1: and we need to get to the point where... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Following the choking incident and Christine's initial vandalization, Lee breaks up with Arnie. Dennis and Lee, who have both become aware of Christine's supernatural and sinister nature, mm. conclude that the only way to save Arnie from its influence is to destroy the car itself. They set a trap for Gender Christine. Gender has
1: arisen as well in this. She was a her early on, and now they're an it.
0: Mm. I like. I just assume because of the name Christine, but yeah, you're right. To be fair, mm. this Wikipedia synopsis is uh, way better than I am. Um,
1: no, no, sorry. I'm not shaming you on this. I'm shaming the, the driver. Sorry, no, true. Shag, you just relax. You're doing a great job. We're Look, all here. Like we support you and we think you're doing a great job and we really appreciate it. Donations, FBIradio.com. Show us those screenshots, of making a donation.
0: So, they set a trap for Christine at Darnell's garage. Dennis waits at the controller of a bulldozer while Lee stands ready to close the garage doors and cut off Christine's retreat once it enters. However, having laid in wait under a pile of debris in the garage the entire She's time... Hiding. She's yeah. hiding! in the garage! <laughs> so, basically, they set a trap for Christine, mm. but Christine is hiding under debris.
1: <laughs> How does she move the debris on top of herself? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and especially when it's like it's proven that Christine doesn't have like levitational powers. The way hmm. she kills people is by like locking her own doors or pushing things. So well, yeah,
1: like she just does extreme versions of existing things cars can do. <laughs> and she has healing powers. They are her two powers. <laughs> extreme normal car things and healing powers.
0: Oh, and the haunting people and turning them into 50s creases.
1: That's right. Or suicide powers. <laughs> So, so Over time, like, yeah. oh
0: yes, yes. So, so
1: <laughs> she's like a cult leader um, with a Wolverine healing factor. It's good.
0: So, having laid in wait under a pile of debris <laughs> in the garage the entire time, Christine strikes when Lee assumes her position at the door controls, attempting to get at Lee. Christine crashes through Darnell's office. Tragically, Arnie, who has been driving the car himself, is thrown through the windshield and impaled on a shard of glass which kills him.
1: I thought we didn't care. Like, oh, we still like Arnie, do we? It's a tragedy yeah. that he dies. He doesn't turn into a mean 50s gracer.
0: And, and there's like a little bit of a twist because the whole time Christine's windows are blacked out and you're like, oh, is, is she just driving herself? But sometimes it's like Arnie is there and being part of this.
1: Well, pull one out for your dead Arnie, but don't pour a rashes out because this is not a scary car.
0: I love that you've just started drinking anyway because yeah. you're like, this drinking game's going nowhere. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I had the opposite um, version of like, apparently, the most effective drinking game is you watch a home and away episode and you must be drinking whenever your character's on screen. And apparently, because essentially those soap operas are written by an algorithm, each of the eight main characters will have almost literally identical amounts of time on screen. Oh, wow. And so it's actually quite a fun drinking game as well because it only lasts for 20 minutes or so. And so, you know, and some will yell out, like, oh, shake your character's on screen. And I remember once we did it for The Matrix and I was like, right, I need to select a prominent character who I'm aware takes some time out of the film. And so I selected the Carrie-Anne Moss character, the the female with the short, dark hair. And I forgot that she was on screen for much of the first seven minutes. <laughs> and it wrecked me for the balance of the film and the game. And I went to bed <laughs> about 15 minutes in. I was like, no, that's it.
0: All right. So in the finale, Dennis and Lee attack Christine with a bulldozer. But she eventually repairs herself and starts back. I love it in the back. finale.
1: Like, there's no, there's no subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> like, now we're at the last bit.
0: Cool. <laughs> the battle continues. The battle continues. Battle. Yeah, it's a nice. fucking car. It's nice. a car and a bulldozer. Yeah. They're just driving around. Car
1: versus bulldozer.
0: And the thing is, it's like at some point you're going to have to like, <laughs> beep, beep. you're going to have to like reverse <laughs> and like re, you know, like they don't like an old Plymouth is not going to have a tiny turning circle. That turning oh, circle is going to be like, so a, like a soccer field.
1: Yep. Massively agree. Without heavy steering.
0: So, as we said, so the battle continues until they repeatedly drive back and forth over the car, damaging Christine so much that she's unable to immediately regenerate. I love that there's now a rule that it's like if you damage her enough, her regeneration powers. Set her on
1: fire. It's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The next day, Dennis Lee and Junkins. the next day, this car is haunted and they're like, okay, Done. Let's all go it's and get some fairly dinner, it's damaged. Been a big day. It's a reasonably damaged haunted car. <laughs>
1: it's,
0: been a, it's been a big day. <laughs> the next day, Dennis, Lee and Junkins watch as Christine's remains are compacted by a car crusher in a junkyard and dropped on the ground as a solid block. Junkins praises Dennis and Lee for defeating the demonic vehicle despite the mourning the loss of Arnie and their inability to save him from his corruption. As the camera zooms in slowly on the car's remains, a portion of the front grille begins to twitch.
1: Yeah, okay. Like, I did not get scared during that, you know? And the idea that every horror film must end with a little whisper of the bad guy still being alive to come back for fucking Christine too when she fights a tank and sort of loses but then comes back the next day. This is a giant, I don't care. Like, I know a little while ago I watched the It kill count and didn't get scared. This, I imagine, is the least scary film out there.
0: Yeah, literally move to the country yep. where there aren't paved roads yep. and Christine's suspension's going to be fucked the moment it goes off-road.
1: Yeah, can't drive on dirt. Man, I got your <laughs> you scary bad guy right here. <laughs> uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can and rushes what's up
0: usually when somebody trashes a car we get photographs oh wait wait wait. They didn't, they didn't really trash it okay well that's not what lee said as a matter of fact she was so shaken up giving me all the details she broke down crying i understand uh one of the perpetrators uh on the dashboard now i would have thought you'd be madder in hell at that and i would have thought you would have reported that the wipes off. Moochie Welch kind of got wiped off too, didn't he? I don't know. You don't know? No. Scouts on her? I'm not a scout. The kid was cut in half, Arnie. They had to scrape his legs up with a shovel. Well, isn't that what you're supposed to do with shit?